right now as we sit together, have you been waiting since this is the instruction sitting, waiting for instructions? Or have you naturally been taking up the practice in the way that you find most suitable? Today, I'd like to present a structure for the the instructions and expand and or have the potential for expanding them and opening them a bit. And it all begins with being very clear and relaxed and steady. about waking up in the moment and being skillful in returning to that which sustains our attention in the present. Suspending time, just relaxing in to the fullness of being present here, what's around touches us. Subtle falling of rain, perhaps, with sounds. Sounds from inside the building. The silence between sounds and that hold sounds. The body being held in this open surround of space and connectedness in the room. Softening into this body, perhaps taking a few moments to move on your own from the crown of your head down through your seat and feet, touching in lightly in a very open global way in the body and spending a bit more time in certain areas if you'd like. And then feeling our ground and our uprightness, inner openness. that is a receptive open field for sensation. For the energy of mental and emotional activity to land, 
and for the breath to move all by itself. And so the first aspect of practice is simply to wake up whenever our mind goes off. And whenever we recognize this, there's a moment of wakefulness right there. Perhaps there's some natural just ease and appreciation Oh, I'm waking up right here. And then we bring our attention back to our anchor. Either breath. body, or body, and then breath, or sound. This first step in practice is utterly simple. We simply wake up and return. The analogy of a train and a platform can be very useful. The train, we're on the platform. That's our awareness with our anchor. And then a train comes by, a train of thought. And we get on. And then whether it be one stop or ten stops, we get off. And then just by remembering, we're back on the platform. 
So we do this again and again and again, and we build some momentum. Second step in practice which in one form was introduced yesterday, is to work with the content of mind and heart. And in general, with what is other than our anchor. In a way where when our mind goes off and we wake up, we can just Recognize, get to know that object a bit. We can use mental noting if it's helpful, or just noticing, just the recognition without words. Either way is fine. Thought and emotion. or if we're working with body or breath, a sound. Anything that's other than our anchor. And in the second mode of practice, we can work back and forth. Opening, relaxing into wherever we wake up, it's just this way. And then if the object fades, we may naturally come back or with very little effort come back to our anchor. Or if we're open and of a curious, embracing quality of friendly attention, but we get sucked in. We spin out, we chase our thoughts, invest in them. Get stuck. Then when we recognize this, we can use effort to clearly disengage and come back. And so in this way, we can move back and forth, either quite spontaneously and naturally, when objects change and we see them do so, or intentionally if we get caught. have to practice discernment when working in this way to see what helps to continue to build our awareness, the continuity of attention.
there's another way that this second phase of practice can open. And that is for some people, they can stay with part of their attention grounded in their anchor, but be open to what is other than our anchor. So they breathe with or feel in the body with. And the anchor is like a good friend that helps them bring awareness into their relationship with the thought, a mood, whatever life may be presenting. And if this is helpful for you, you can work with it. So either having the anchor in an aid in relation, or just moving back and forth, which is more common, but you see what works for you. What serves the quality of continuity while still keeping our practice simple. And then a third mode of practice is simply when our mind moves off the anchor to be open to whatever is most predominant in our experience, to know it clearly, to note it if that's helpful. And then when the experience changes, whether it fades and we see the fading or something just comes in and pushes it out, that's stronger. Then we allow our attention to be with that object. And then what's next and what's next? And so we're not intentionally coming back to an anchor if our anchor is what becomes predominant. And in this final mode of practice, for many people it does quite a bit. 
then that's what we attend to. But then when it fades and something else is more predominant, quite naturally that's where awareness wakes up. So we allow the changing moving field of experience to dictate what we see. And in this final mode, the continuity of awareness itself can be something that we learn to rest in a bit, a more open awareness. The feeling that we're resting in the field and objects arise and pass away within it. Quite naturally, spontaneously, all on their own. These moments of more open, choiceless awareness are actually gifts. And so when this, and if this state spontaneously arises, we allow it to touch us deeply. We get out of the way of clear seeing doing the work itself. There's no manipulation, no coming back, no extra investigation necessary. But mostly in this third mode, we're just moving with curious attention from object to object in a silence, stillness. So what's predominant, that's what we move into. And the light noting, or just the clear noticing keeps us grounded and steady. It's all welcome. Why? Because it's here. Now, how to use and work between these for practicing in the third mode and the mind spins out, gets caught. It's often quite wise to come back to the second mode, either moving back and forth, the object and opening, or being with our anchor, 
with the object or for time to move just back to our anchor. So we can work back and forth between these modes, or we can stay primarily in one. Generally, if we're new or if there's a fair amount of struggle or thinking, then we'll either stay in the first or the first and the second modes. But it's up to you. We're very deep in the heart of the retreat now. And so this is where we really have a chance with these very ripe conditions around us and in us to make the practice our own at a deeper level. So begin to practice wisdom in relation to your own practice. What serves the quality of my attention? And again, if there's any doubt, it's generally better to spend much more time grounding and steadying attention. We could spend the rest of the retreat that way. But we also want to be careful not to do this at the expense of being willing to open and wake up to the fullness of our life. So please keep the practice simple. Intuitive, but simple, steady. Aware now, by now. Bye now.
We have time for some questions. Please. So let's, um, I'll do the first one and then we'll, we'll work on the second one after. So um, the, it's just a simple question of clarification. Um, and so it's, uh, first just to frame it, it's, it, it's just that, I mean, it's not actually three, it's just, a, it's a spread. It's kind of like a, a, a range of, of possibilities in practice. And I just framed it in that way. So you don't have to like take it on as, as really three modes, it's, it's a few variations. So um, the first one is simply being with your anchor, whatever that might be. And then when you wake up, all right, that's a wake up moment and you come back. It's very simple. So the second mode is either there's more investigatory, you stay a little longer with what your, what your attention opens to you investigate it, right? You just, you get to know it, you hold it, see what happens. Part of that may be, and thank you for the question because it gives, it gives a little chance for more nuance. That may be feeling it in the body, right? It may be, if you have a thought, it may be actually checking and seeing it and feeling the energy of it, which may land you quite naturally back in the body and naturally lead you back to your anchor. So that's one you can, it, it can happen that way. It can also happen that it's, you just see it and it arises and passes. And, and then your inclination is just to come back to your anchor. Okay. So that's another way that it works. And this is the, is what we would call a second mode is you work intentionally back and forth where when you get stuck, you come back. But rather than in the first mode, when you're just when you wake up to it, you wake up to it, but then you come back every time. You can let yourself hang out with it more, get to know it more. As I spoke last night in the talk, if we have more momentum of awareness, if the, the, the steadiness, the concentration part is a little stronger, then we have more ability to be with objects without needing to have to get away from them or to have support with them. Right? So it's kind of like the objects here and the quality of seeing is here. And if this is stronger, then this doesn't, then it can, it can, it, it can be with this in a better way. If this is really weak, this will get overpowered, right? Your seeing gets overpowered by the object. Then we come back. But if it doesn't, if the seeing is strong and we see the nature of the object, whew, then it fades, right? And we didn't, we didn't just see it and come back to the object. And then the, what I'm calling the third mode, but another way of, of working is simply that when something fades, something else arises and that we attend to that, right? So that we're not coming back to ground, intentionally to ground our attention and steady our attention because the attention is strong enough or the interest is strong enough so that whatever is next, that's what we attend to. So it's more open. It can be at any field. We're just noticing 
There's a thought, there's a sound, sensation, right? Breath, perhaps. So we're not choosing then, right? And we're not coming back. So that's the third mode, if you want to use the, if we use the mode, the mode quality. Does that make sense? And then, and then in the last, and sort of the, there's a, a further fruition when the awareness is, is interested and clear and you start to feel the momentum. Anyone feel that sometimes where you're, you just feel that there's a co- kind of a continuity of awareness and you're riding that wave of being present and you can start to rest in it <clears throat> and it doesn't feel so object-based. I mean, awareness itself is, it's, right? You can't, <laughs> it's not an object in the conventional sense. It's a quality of mind. It's subtle. So when we build that momentum and that starts to come to the foreground, then we can let the momentum of that, we can sort of ride and rest in the momentum of that. And so then we're, we're more easily can move with the changing field of what's arising here. And it's, it's a very, when you're more open, and actually we need to do that in, in uh, practice around the center too. Right? We need, and this is a, it's a really good kind of balance. We open because there's a changing, shifting field. We have to actually practice situational intelligence right here on the retreat, don't we? We have, to, we, have to, we have to move in a greater field. We're doing different things with our bodies and sensitive to the environment. So that's actually, we're actually practicing in a more open way then. Right? So that's more akin, but then we don't want to get lost in that. We don't get, we don't want to, if you get in this, third mode, it's easy, or in that, in more open practice, sometimes it's easy to just to space out or start thinking more, and if it feels good, you go back to the feeling, but you're really not, you're sharp, you're not sharp, your interest is not sharp, <laughs> right? Not, it's not so much suffering, it's steadier, but, eh, okay, I think it's good, it's kind of pleasant, all right, it's all right. <laughs> but we're not actually growing, we're actually, we're not actually continuing to grow the factors which will help us to see clearly and transform our relationship to experience at a deeper level. So if we find ourselves getting spacier thinking more, then we want to grant, we want to put more interest in investigation or really spend more time with our anchor. Okay. Does that make sense? And that for some people they have their anchor and they're also, they can also be open to experience at the same time. And that's helpful for some people. They just work back and forth. So I was just describing kind of a map of how it can unfold as you open. Okay. And um, your second, uh, can you elaborate? The second one, you find it useful to do a little mantra as you exhale or something? Yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, And what was the question? Or was there a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the question is, is that in, in uh, this seems to be a different kind of mindfulness than other forms of Buddhism and its meditation in general, where you, you use a mantra to, to calm and steady the mind, yeah. right? So there's a wide range. And the way I like to look at it is uh, you can use basically one aspect of practice is learning to calm and steady the heart and the mind. And different traditions do it in different ways. So the emphasis in this, so there's nothing wrong. There's, they're just different approaches. Um, the approach here 
with the mindfulness versus not the metta, but the mindfulness practice is to uh, tune into what's actually available in the senses without using any created, anything created in the mind. That's the beauty and the simplicity of this practice is that we don't have to create anything. We don't have to do anything in that way. It's all here. Right? So, but we, so we tune into the natural elements and then in the same way you might ride the waves of a mantra, you ride the waves of the breath or a sensation or of a footstep, right? So that's, it's, it's just using the natural elements versus something that comes from the mind, okay? Um, <clears throat> if we do metta, then we're kind of crossing over in that line of working with intentionality and words and working to, to ride the waves of the evocation of energies, possibility of evoking energies that go with the intention, right? Or with the connection of what that word or what the phrase represents, okay? So that's another way, and that's often our, that's our heart practices because we intend. Now our hearts can open quite wide as we all know in our, I hope we all know, in our mindfulness practice. When you're really clear, you just take a bite or you just just anything, when the mind and the heart opens and we're renewed, there's natural love in that. I, I, I mean, my experience is that there's a natural, we don't, it's, so it's not, it doesn't come from a prior intention. But it can, you can, get, you can get to love and to openness through intention and just through clear present moment awareness. And they work together as we've been finding out, right? The intention of opening the heart and working to soften and we do a lot with wise attitude with that. It's not a mantra energy, <laughs> but it's, it's an intentionality of touching certain qualities, which is what a, you know, these other practices do, right? And then evoking those and then letting those inform our experience. So thank you. It's good. Yes, please. So did everyone hear that? Or? So it was a, a question, a comment, um, uh, looking for a verification whether the comment was accurate or not, of whether um, the way I described the instructions was simply learning, learning to move skillfully between shamatha and vipassana. Right? And knowing when it's more skillful to be more focused on vipassana and when it's more so that seeing into and then when it's more skillful to ground and steady the heart and the mind, right? The chosen object or however you're waking up. Right? So that's, the, it, that's accurate. <laughs> and thank you. That, that actually, uh, that's, that's, exactly what, that's exactly what this is. And I tried to emphasize that in the talk quite a bit last night as well. Because when we make the practice our own, that's really, if, we're, if we really wake up to what is and we see how we're relating to it, then sometimes we need to just be really simple and ground. We need to, and sometimes we can be really open. And what's important is that we don't make it a, 
we don't make it a head trip. We don't make it a project to know exactly what to do. And so it's really, the basic principle is that we want to spend a lot, and that's what the groups are for, and we, you know, we, uh, we work individually, and then we can do it for ourselves, the more experience we have, is we want to really prioritize, really just, it's very simple, really being present. And sometimes that's much more skillful to really just be disciplined, not tight, but disciplined about just returning to our feet when we're walking or our body or just breathing or just coming back. But that in itself can be limiting because if we do that, and some people actually get, they can be a little bit like hothouse plants in their practice. So they can only practice when they get that calm, but it's fragile. A hothouse plant exists in that hothouse. <laughs> you take an immature plant and you bring it outside, what happens? It doesn't work. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the resistance to the insects and the different changes in weather, etc. It can't, it can't handle it. It can't survive. So shamatha, the good feeling of shamatha, it's based on conditions. And we're, we cultivate those here in some ways. But when those change, if we're stuck on that quality that's based on being in a connection with an object, and then the objects start changing, no, we're going to suffer. I know for me, some of the best retreats I've had, best in terms of being most concentrated, I thought I was really, really mindful, but I, was, I just was really enjoying the concentration and I got out and I was very reactive because my, my concentration kept getting shattered and I actually, wasn't, I actually wasn't practicing being able, being flexible and pliable in my awareness. Other retreats I've had not so good, shamatha. <laughs> And I've gone out, but I had to be more skillful in terms of working with changing objects. And I was much more pliable and flexible. So the ideal is you can get that calling, but you don't be limited by it. So that we open it. That's the other side. You don't want to be stuck in there. You open it, and then you can really start to... And that's the delight of practice, really. When you can move with a changing field of life in a way that you meet it fully, and you can see its changing nature, and you can learn to abide in the heart and the mind and touch that quality that's steady throughout. So that's where the vipassana, and so, but we have, it's an art, right? So we work back and forth. And really the principle is keep it simple. Just really keep it simple, stick to the present moment. We keep working with the quality of our effort in an easy way, the practice unfolds, okay? Um, so it's time for groups now. And uh, just a couple of words to keep us going with the, the quality of our effort. <coughs> so we're, we're in the last couple of days of full silence of the retreat and there can be a tendency to start to lean in a little bit. I don't know if your minds have done that. Maybe not. Good. If not, good. Um, and so a couple of things that I find helpful. One is that you just really surrender into the rhythm of the retreat. It's like just, just one thing, the next thing. There's a rhythm and we've gotten into it now because we've been here long enough, right? So just really, this is your home now. Yeah? You got your daily routines. <laughs> And so just, just to soften into and just, just like relax into those routines right now. They're fleeting, right? But they're here. And, you know, it took us a while to settle. But now we're actually really in them. So it's settling back. And then the second piece is there's a feeling that as we move through the rhythms of the day, that life is moving through us. So that we're not trying to reach out and meet it. It's like we're, we're settling back into our sense of being present. And then life can touch us as we move through the days move through the day okay it's just this sense it's a it's a a recognition of just settling back settling back 
and just allowing it to unfold. So please enjoy the morning and enjoy. We have a sort of a change in the weather, so it's softer. It's more, it's kind of more womb-like. This has a positive spin, right? (laughs) So please enjoy. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.